got a brand new series for you here in the month of October. As we begin today's broadcast of Truth For Today, we begin our series called Don't Waste Your Life. Join us. So how confident are you to take on Paul's statement in Philippians, for me to live as Christ, to die as gain? What does your life look like? Does it match up to that statement? Welcome to today's broadcast of Truth For Today. We're beginning our series, Don't Waste Your Life, based upon that passage here today. We'll also spend some time with Pastor Phil in studio. We would invite you to join us as we begin a brand new series here in the month of October. Again, it's called Don't Waste Your Life, taken from the book of Philippians. With this edition of Truth For Today from Valley Bible Church in Hercules, here's Pastor Phil Howard. Turn, if you will, to Philippians chapter 1, verse 18. And the way the NIV breaks up the paragraph, we'll just begin right there. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice, for I know that through your prayers and the help given by the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed but will have sufficient courage so, so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. For to me, to live is Christ, and to die is gain. If I am to go on living in the body, this will mean fruitful labor for me. Yet what shall I choose? I do not know. I'm torn between the two. I desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far, but it is more necessary for you that I remain in the body. Convinced of this, I know that I will remain and I will continue with all of you for your progress and joy in the faith, so that through my being what you again your joy in Christ Jesus will overflow on account of me. May God add his blessing to his word. If you live to be 70 years of age, you will have lived 25,550 days. That means if you're 35 now, you've got 12,775 days left if God gives you 70 years. It's not very long to take in a rather long lifetime, especially the generation past. We're living longer, but that's not a whole lot of time when you really think about it, 25,000 days to do everything you're going to do before you meet God. Christianity has become very man-centered today. We are the self-esteem, self-help, self-motivation we are maybe the most selfish generation in America. Most of the young people don't remember a, a, a Great Depression. They don't remember any austerities. And they've had more than any other generation in America. And you hear this as a pastor. I get all kinds of material over my desk, uh, advertisements telling me what I should preach, telling me how I should preach. Uh, uh, what will bring people in, uh, what will uh, lose people, all of these things. 
and you hear these kinds of things, we must entertain them. If they're not entertained, they won't come back. People just have grown up on videos. They've grown up on this and that. They just won't hang around for a sermon. So you need to get rid of your tie, get some cutoffs, and uh, do something and entertain some way. Because they just, people must be entertained. Or uh, you hear this all the time. We must meet their felt needs. And in a culture that is being shattered and uh, diced to pieces by divorce, remarriage, rebel, rebellious children, angry children, drugs, sexual revolution, on and on, I'm telling you the felt needs of any Sunday would be overwhelming. I could never get to all of them. Everything from needing a counseling session to needing food to uh, venereal disease to how am I going to raise this baby? On and on and on. It's humongous. Or you'll hear people come, sometimes I'll be uh, seen by somebody, they'll come and say, what do you have in this place for me? And that's always a little intimidating because I just preached. And, and they kind of say, is there anything else? That's, surely you got more than that to offer. And after I get through, you know, hitting them in the eye or something, uh, but what, what do you got in this place for me? What, what's in it for me? I want to tell you that Christianity is not about you, it's about him. That the Bible is not about you, it's about God. If some of you got the heaven you want, heaven would be full of mirrors to only see you. And all eternity you'd be looking in the mirrors and admiring you, your needs, your looks, your wants. But Christianity and the Bible is about God. You're the backdrop. You're the incidental. Oh, he's, he's esteemed you in a great way in that he would do something about your depravity by dying for you. But you and I are not the attraction. And the world does not revolve around us. It's about Christ. It's about eternity. Uh, it's about God's great message. Uh, and so you find people in church, uh, they've lost the wonder of God. And uh, they, uh, it's hard to keep up with Bible, with, with prayer. Uh, let me, uh, it goes this way, and I'll get to it later, that their Christianity has become a matter of duty and not delight. Uh, they, they go to church because that's the thing to do. You ought to do it. Good boys and good girls go to church. And I just want to go and put in my time, and a good church service is when they let you out on time, and you're not going to get out on time today, so forget it. I'm only getting started here, so just, if you didn't eat breakfast, God help you. <laughs> Go ahead and eat that sandwich during the sermon, I don't care, I'll just keep going. We used to have a woman make the sandwiches during the sermon to feed her kids, but I'm just glad she didn't bring a hot plate. Um, that you, you see people that because they're so self-centered, they've lost the delight and the overflow of something bigger than themselves to talk about to rejoice about, to sing about. It's all about them, their needs, their wants. And so God almost becomes an add-on. I had a pastor friend of mine some time back. He got a hold of me and he was big into recovery ministries, big in this, had a heart for people. But he, he told me, he said, I'm afraid God has become a sideline. 
God has been an add-on. He's not been central in my ministry. He's just, I've always run after people, always esteemed people, their needs, but I've lost the glory of Christ, the glory of God. I'm all about this, and some get helped and some don't, but I'm losing God in the midst of all of it. Let me say some basic things. You were bought by God to glorify God. 1 Corinthians 6, you were bought with a price that you might glorify God. Now, to glorify God doesn't mean to beautify. To beautify is to enhance something that's beautiful. You want to enhance it more. We don't enhance God by anything. We just want to recognize how wonderful he really is. So you've been bought for that. The Bible also assumes this, that the greatest commandment, the greatest commandment for our life and existence is, you shall love the Lord thy God with all your heart, mind, soul, and body. If that is the greatest commandment, the greatest sin is to be bored with God. Pastor Phil will be back in just a moment as we continue with our series, Don't Waste Your Life. But we wanted to take a moment and spend it in studio with Pastor Phil, just going over some issues. I mean, we've been off the air here on KFAX for a while, and we've recently gone back on. So we wanted to find out what is going on behind truth for today. And Phil, we have a very timely message we want to pass along to our listeners. Obviously, uh, truth for today started back in 97. But the ministry of Valley Bible Church uh, has been around since 1971. In fact, we have an anniversary celebration coming up a week from today, 42 years of ministry. We're excited about this here at Valley Bible. Tell us more about it. Well, I'm so uh, grateful that God has kept us uh, all these years. Uh, my, my life's uh, ministry has been a long obedience in the same direction. And... Uh, I think I started this church because I wanted to make the grace of God unmistakably clear. Uh, so many believers, either living under guilt, condemnation, they don't understand what they have in Christ. So I started uh, around the grace of God for saving you and for keeping you. Now we're going to be meeting uh, October 12th with our leadership to refocus and recommit ourselves to what is the purpose of Christ for His church. You can do a thousand things in church that have nothing to do with what Christ said. And we want to do church the way Christ wants us to. We're having a a guest speaker with us on Sunday, the 13th of October, Andre Sims, who pastors in uh, the state of Washington, Used to work with uh, Tony Evans in Dallas, and a Dallas grad, and uh, a wonderful man of God, everything I've heard about uh, Andre. And so we're hoping uh, people will come to hear this uh, man of God, African-American, and uh, was a pro ball player, has had quite a background, and uh, he'll be speaking twice Sunday morning and Sunday night. And uh, we will be celebrating God has kept us and keeps us going 42 years. And so we invite the public to come and enjoy a great day of celebration. 
And again, more information can be found again at our website, valleybible.org. We'd love to see you here next week, as Pastor Phil said. You know, uh, 42 years down, looking ahead, what is the vision of Valley Bible as we move forward, Phil? You know, it's interesting. I have people ask me uh, so often, uh, what's your vision? Uh, When you've been in the same place 42 years, I've been living out a vision. And that vision has been, uh, in many ways, for me, it's... uh, the next 52 weeks, as it were, to be preaching the Word of God, whether it's junior high ministry, high school ministries, our children, the Word. Because some churches are event-driven. I'm driven by 52 weeks a year. Uh, will people hear God? Will God speak this Sunday? And so our vision is just what we started with. Get the Word of God out. Bring people into an environment they can worship God. We're pretty free in spirit here. We were free before all the young people came along uh, and started playing guitars. Uh, when I first started, many very, very conservative people came and learned to sing what a lot of times are choruses, uh, lighter kind of music, but sincere. And uh, I think we've always been about word and worship. And uh, we, had, we don't worship the Bible. We worship the God of the Bible. And we worship Christ. So I think my vision for the future, it may sound redundant, is to keep doing what we've been doing and keeping the main thing the main thing. The gospel. The gospel Christ. The gospel. Can I say it again? The gospel Christ. And that's the vision of Valley Bible. What about truth for today? Well, if you truly uh, are touched by God, if God speaks to your heart and you resonate with this at all, would you please pray for us? We're just mere men. And uh, we're the best of men are just men, George Woodfield said. And so we know our liabilities and our weaknesses. Pray for us. Uh, pray we'll be true to the Word of God. You can, in a concrete way, uh, we've never asked for financial support. And many of you may hear many uh, pitches for your money. But uh, we're hesitant to do that. But the true fact is somebody needs to pay the bill. And so we're trusting God. We've had other men step forward to even launch this ministry again. And so we're trusting God to raise up a listening, supported audience that will help us and partner with us. And... uh, God's done it for many other ministries. We believe He can touch your heart for this. We need your prayers. We need your finances. And what would be of a great encouragement is if you would write us or call us. Uh, we have a toll-free number, one eight five five eight three three nine eight six four. And if you'd call us, uh, we'll be glad to write communicate to you so we'd love to hear from you that number again is one 833 well thank you phil well hear more from pastor phil at the close of our program but let's get back to our message now here on truth for today from our series don't waste your life once again pastor phil howard The greatest sin is to be bored with God. Is for him not to be the greatest passion and love and delight of your heart. 
and much of Christianity has become uh, incredibly boring, incredibly stale, because those who claim to know him are all bored to death with their God. And you see it the way they worship, the way they live. They're duty Christians. I'm here because you got to. You know what that's like? That's like coming up to my anniversary and saying, uh, um, Carolyn, I, I just happened to order uh, these 12 beautiful roses. This is our anniversary. Here they are. And she takes them, and after the oohs and ahs, she says, oh, how wonderful. And all of a sudden I say, it's all right. It's my duty. It's our anniversary. And I, I want to continue to have good meals. It's my duty. Now, now let me, let's, well, let's see the wife. It's your what? Take those roses. It's your duty. What about if I didn't have the money for roses and I stole somebody's rose, one, one, you know, my neighbor, just break one off and uh, come to her in the midst of maybe no finances or poverty and give it to her. She takes it and the gift isn't that great. And then all of a sudden she says, thank you for the rose. Then you start saying, my dear, you are my delight. I cannot afford what you're worth, but I wouldn't miss this day for a thousand dollars to say what a difference you've made in my life. You've been the mother of my children, the sharer of my sorrows, the sharer of my dreams. Oh, sweetheart, it's not hard living with you. It's a privilege. It's my delight. That's what Christianity is supposed to be. God is supposed to be our delight, and we've made him our drudgery. So church, you get a bunch of folks, get excited. No, I'm not excited. Uh, the music, I don't like it. No, and the music doesn't like you because you don't sing it. I don't like the preaching. Too bad, we're going to preach anyway. We don't like what you teach. Find somebody to teach what you want, but they might damn your soul. For in the last days, false teachers will arise because people have itching ears and they want to be entertained. They don't want to know about God. I want us to see something here. Paul says, for me to live is now, I want you to fill that in. What would the is for you be? For me to live is money. For me to live is sexual liberty. Do as I please. For me to live is success. For me to live, and I'm sure there are a thousand fill-ins that would go if we polled the human race. Why are you living? I'm here talking about why people waste their lives, wasting their lives on chasing nothings, rainbows. What Solomon said, I chased life and I got everything I thought I wanted and it was like having my hand on wind or my mouth full of gravel. I heard a pastor from Manhattan say that he meets a lot of Broadway people there. They come to a large Presbyterian church there. And he says he's met many people who are at the top of their vocation, at the top economically. And he said the sadness is the despair that they're saying, 
Is this all it is? Where is the punch? Where's the, the exhilaration? Uh, uh, the money doesn't do it. Uh, having all the women I want, having all the men I want, going to all the best restaurants, being popular, uh, gaining all kinds of sour. I, I'm empty. I'm empty. I'm empty. Because you were made for something greater than yourself. You were made to worship the living and true God through Jesus Christ. Nothing, nothing can fill that void but Jesus Christ. That is why he said, I have not come to condemn you. I have come to give you life. I've come to give you what life is really about. And yet outside the church, the story is, don't become a Christian, you'll die. The fun stops, the joy stops. Have you, and they all of a sudden put up a picture of someone about in the 1500s, one of the Puritans raking hay. Don't be one of them. They can't imagine us smiling. No, no. Delight? No, these folks are just doing that because they're earning heaven. Oh, no, no. You become addicted on this God, so he's your greatest delight. It's not just duty, it's delight. Listen to Paul. He says, for me to live is Christ. The great treasure of my life, a man highly educated, an Oxford graduate of his day, at the feet of Gamaliel, of the Jews of the tribe of Benjamin, uh, high, accepted in the Pharisaical order, maybe a member of the very sophisticated elite Sanhedrin, consents to the death of Stephen. And he said, everything that I counted gain in life, I now count rubbish. If I may but gain one Christ, for one Christ is worth more than a million worlds. For me to live is Christ. To die is my greatest ambition because I get to see him face to face. Don't threaten me with death because I'm anticipating seeing my God face to face. There's three things in the context that describes what living for Christ meant to him. Three things. Number one, it meant that his body would be used to magnify God. Verse 20. Then he goes on to say, if I continue to live in this body, I will use my body for fruitful service. And thirdly, I will use my influence for your progress in God and your delight in God, your joy in God. So three measurements of living for Christ is fruitful service, magnifying Christ in the body, and the helping of others to make progress and to have joy in knowing God. Let's look at this first one. I want Christ magnified in my body. Do you see it there? Verse 20, Christ will be exalted. The Greek word is magnified in my body. Now, you know when you magnify something, if you use a microscope and you magnify, you take that which is minute, minuscule, and you want to bring it up so you can really see it. But he said, I want to magnify. Well, microscopes make small things big. Paul said, for me to live will be to magnify Christ. I will display him. I will show him off to my generation, to all who know me. He will be the treasure of my life. When you talk to him, you won't find out what's wrong with the church. 
When you talk to him, you won't find out what's wrong with your mother-in-law, your dog, or your cat. You'll find out about how wonderful his Savior is. For me to live is Christ. Our series is called Don't Waste Your Life. Pastor Phil Howard here today on Truth For Today. As we close out our program, we'd leave you with our phone number and address if you would like to contact us. You can reach us toll-free at 855-833-9864. That's 855-833-9864. You're also welcome to write to us. The address is Truth For Today, 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. The zip code is 94547. And then, of course, as always, you can learn more about us at our website, valleybible.org. Once again, to close out our time together, our teacher and pastor, Pastor Phil Howard, as we talk about our current series, simply entitled, Don't Waste Your Life. Phil? This series is based upon Paul said, I, for me to live, is Christ, and to die will be gained. If you will contact us this month, we're going to send you this five-sermon series if you'll make a donation of $10, we're giving it to you. I, I hope we break even, but we want to hear from you. And so this five-part series, Don't Waste Your Life, is our gift to you that you went out of your way to contact us in the month of October. Please let us hear from you, and we'll see to it that you get these free messages. And again, our phone number is 855-833-9864. Or write to us, Truth For Today, 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California, 94547 is our zip code. And again, our web address is valleybible.org. Special for the month of October, this five CD set, Don't Waste Your Life, for a gift of $10 or more. Do get a hold of us and become a partner with Truth For Today as we continue the ministry here on KFAX. Until next week, God bless. Music.